Let's talk about something that makes me banana sandwich every freaking time. And the person doesn't mean, like, no one means when they do this, right? Because it's just a normal belief. And I guess this might be typical even, but just with me, it's not. And it just, when they say it, I'm like, no, because I don't want you to think that. Because if we think that, then you think, all right, this is how it goes. And this is what we should do. And, or this is how I should be. And then you start trying to implement that in your life. And I'm like, I did not implement that philosophy. Like I never had that mindset. And it drives me crazy because so many believe that's how it goes. And I'm like, that is not what made it to get through the journey. Like that did not get me through hell. Right. So let's get to it. I'm hyped today. Clearly you could tell I'm into it. I literally uh, was like threw all the equipment on at one time. was just like, I'm talking. Right. So, you know, when I do that, it's a hype episode. So let's get it. Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly. You already know Michael Faber. Let's get it. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their peace. Like, who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy the software, invest in this list, create the site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because you don't need to because we didn't and we made it. All right. So this is something that looks like mm, banana sandwich, right? Like gears my grinds. And like, like I said, I know the person. This happened yesterday twice. And I'm like, come on. I know the person doesn't mean it. So when, I, when I'm like, oh, it's not because they said it, right? It's because that's what, we, that's what we or society made people believe is true, right? And they believe the hard times are supposed to make you humble. And to a degree, sure, but no, Right, it's uh, I, I was like I'll say to a degree because I hate saying blanket statements. There is there are part of the humbling process, but when I tell you, I never let a hard time humble me. I didn't listen. The hard times made me cocky. The hard times made me confident. The hard times made me believe. The hard times made me build. Right, that gave me muscle. That did not make me humble. What made me humble was after I won, I knew I lost before. What made me humble was that I we were up, but we been down. That's what made me humble. Right was because I'm not going to be like, ah, ha, ha, look at me now, because I know what it's like not to be there. So the good time, the winning made me humble because I knew what it was like not to win. I knew what it was like to be down. I knew what it was like to be counted out. I knew what it was like not to be believed in. I knew what it was like to tell me my whole life was a mess up. I shouldn't be here. That wasn't good enough. That wasn't smart enough. That I, should, that I wasn't allowed in the room. I know what it's like. So when I was in the room, I didn't go, ha, I'm in the room. No, I went, ah, all right. I'm still the same guy you didn't want in here, just so you know. Just times changed. You changed. Not me. Right? I was grinding then. I'm grinding now. Right? Like I, was, I was laying the brickwork to make it then. I'm laying the brickwork to make it now. The hard times didn't humble me. It was knowing that I went through it, remembering that I went through it, not forgetting what we've been through, not forgetting the battles, the wars, the scars, all the, all the arena, not forgetting that. Now that I was in a better seat right? or had a better view or people just saw me more clearly, when I was, then when I was farther down the mountain, it wasn't the hard times that humbled me. The hard times fed me. They inspired me. They motivated me. The hard times made me build strength. The hard time built this person. Think about it like this. I think about it like a sword. The hard times created my sword, right? I hammered it every freaking day ready for battle. 
I was coming. But now that I made it, I still got to hammer my sword, though. Like, I still got to figure I still got to sharpen it. Like, I still got to do those things. But the, that was creating a monster. And not necessarily like a bad monster. It's just a good monster. See, Monster Inc. There's some good monsters. But it was creating this monster inside me that was just like, I, no matter how hard you hold this door shut, I'm kicking this bit down. Right? Like, it's going down. Because I'm just not going to stop. Right? Like, when, when people ask, like, Mike, you, number one skill. And I'm like, it's not a skill. Right? Like, I, I don't necessarily look at it as a skill. I look at it as will. Right? Like, the only difference with me and anybody else is that I just kept going when some stopped. That's the only difference. I'm not smarter than them. I didn't know more people. I didn't have more connections. I didn't have a better bankroll. I didn't have, uh, right, like, more endorsements. I didn't have more uh, sponsors. I didn't have more, like, money backers. I didn't have anything like that. Actually, most would have had more. What I did was just like, I was not freaking stopping. I was not going to stop. The hard times were not going to be what humbled me. It was going to be knowing that I won after it. Knowing that we made it after it. Knowing that we, what we went through and we still got here. And I smile at some of the people that have been through it. Like, that's, why reason, that's the reason why I bring up a lot of the people that have been with me for years. Or people I know have been in the business and battling for years. And that, uh, that are part of the team or part of this crew or family. Whatever, whatever circle they're on. It's because... It's a respect thing. Like, I know what they battled because I was in that arena too battling. And some battled it with me and some battled it in the same arena doing their thing. And I respect both. Right? It's, uh, there's a line. Damn, I forget who said it and how it went. That's a good line. No, but it was like, this is for, this is for all the ones that were, did time with me. Right? Not just sat on the side with me. And uh, I forget who said that, but it's, an, it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful rap. But when they said it, I was just like, damn, like, that's so true. Like, that's why even some of the homies that switched up on me, I'm still like, no, we're cool. Like, because I, I saw you in the arena. I saw you in the battle. Like, I got you. Now, some of these dudes that weren't in the battle, that were just sitting there cheering, cheering, like, trying to act like it, trying to, you know, do their thing, like, piggyback, ride skirt tails, do all that shit. Like, no, th- there's no love there. But the ones that were, like, in the arena, too, even if we weren't doing it together, like, if you were in the arena fighting, I respect it. I have pride for it. Right? Like, I dig it. I see you. Right? Like, I see your stripes. I see your scars. I got you. Right? It's respect because I know what you've been through. Right? Like, I saw it. I've been there. And, and that, that's a respect thing. That, but the winning humbled me, not the losing. The losing inspired me. The losing motivated me. The losing pushed me. Right? Like, the people that, the people that said I wasn't good enough didn't humble me. The people that said I wasn't good enough made me want to show I was. Right? Like, I, I talk about this and some don't agree with me, but there's, there's all forms of motivation. The people that doubted me was a huge form of motivation too. And it's not like, it's funny, I've been talking about ego a lot because ego is flying around right now. And uh, ego, is, ego is very evident in a lot of places and just some people are missing it. This is ego. Ego isn't believing something. Ego is thinking because I believe it, everybody else should and because I believe it makes it right. That's ego. Right? Like, th- that's me thinking because I think this and I feel it and I believe it means everybody should think it and feel it and believe it. And that, that's ego. Like, when, when you just start talking about it, that comes from a place of ego because it makes you think that you know what your belief is better. Right? And that's a place of ego rather than just your belief is your belief. Right? And the losing, like, when you win and that, like, that lifts you, that's ego. That... Th- that wasn't you trying to prove something. That was you trying to show something. Two different things. Right? Like the, the guy that was losing, the guy that was winning, I was him. Right? Like I'm both. And either end of the spectrum, I was him. 
guy that was losing and the guy that was winning. I was both of them. I'm the same. I'm, I'm him. I'm Michael Faber. I'm that guy that was getting my ass kicked and that guy that finds some ways to win, right? Like, I'm that guy. So when people say, oh, and now two times this day, I was asked this, on, and I, I try to be very respectful on people's shows because I'm like, I, I'm not that guy that want to, you know, grandstand. But I said, you know, definitely you've been through some hard times. And I'm sure they humbled you. And I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, they did something. Right. And it's like, because I don't want to be like, no, man, I never let the hard times humble me. Like, I never let the hard times bring me down. I never let the hard times tell me that's truth. That's not truth. This is the battle I got to go through. And I'm cool with that because I understand everything that's worth it is hard. Right. Easy shit. Probably not worth it. Right. Like it's true. The ending of easy shit is probably not worth it. To have that moment of e- easy, to have a long term of hard because of it doesn't sound good to me. I'd rather have a moment of hard for a long term of easy, right? And not necessarily easy, but fulfillment, things I want, the things that speak to my heart now. That's what I'll, I refer to when I say easy. But like, it drives, it, like, it kills me because so many people think and say that, that the hard times, what, that's what keeps us grounded. That's what keeps us humble. And no, your mindset does that after you win. That's what keeps you humble. That's what keeps you grounded. Right? It's not, it was not the losing. Listen, the losing made me want to win more. The losing made me want to go harder. Right? That made me want to push through. And let me tell you, some days were hard. And sometimes after I lost, I was like, I need a minute. Like, let me breathe. Give me a second. Right? Like, eh, this one hurt a little bit. Right? I used to, uh, I used to like, I really take a lot of pride in the amount of pain I could take. I could take a lot of pain. And uh, uh, I guess, right? <laughs> I think so. And I used to take a lot of pr- pride in it, right? And, and one time, <laughs> I got hit in the, the privates. We were at uh, this basketball camp, and I was coaching. And I was talking trash to one of my players who was coaching the camp, too. So what we did, we would, we would do a uh, camp, and our players would be the coaches. And then the coaches, we would over the, the regular coaches, we would oversee it and then be refs, right? Uh, and then what it did was give appreciation to everything. Coaches had to be refs, so we had to appreciate the referee's position. Uh, players had to be coaches, and they had to respect the coach's position and see the difficulties in that. Right, and I was talking trash to one of my players, like I always do, right? Just like fun banter, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. And this kid was like four feet in front of me. He was a little guy, uh, maybe seven, eight years old. But he threw this ball like it was like he was Joe Montana trying to throw a sixty-yard bomb for a touchdown to win the Super Bowl. Like he whipped this thing, and I had my hands a little too far apart, and he hit me square in my woohoo. Right? I was supposed to say hoo ha, but I don't think that's what they call it for dudes. Um, but and I was like ah. Nah, I got to go down, <laughs> right? Like, because it was like that long lasting pain. And there's sometimes after losses where you would have that, ah, nah, I got to, I got to, I got to take a knee on this one. This one hurt, right? Like, and it's okay. Uh, and, but that's, that's what, not like, that's what some of the beatings did to me. That's what the hard things did to me. They didn't humble me. Man, they fueled me. <laughs> they gassed me up. And I was like, look at, like, look at me. Right, like a lot of people stopped. A lot of people stopped in that journey because of that beating. A lot of people stopped in the journey because of that battle. A lot of people stopped in the journey because the arena they were in, and they were like, "No, not for me anymore." That didn't humble them. That made them quit. That's not humbling. That's quitting. Let's call it what it is. And I was in that arena. I'm getting my ass kicked. I see people in there that flew in front of me, that fall behind me. I see people in there that talked a whole bunch of great name and like had big endorsements, had big celebrities in co-signing them, then fall out and get crush right like and i'm in there like no i'm still battling bro like you're not getting me like this like you better have a different philosophy to beat me and listen i i've been beaten sometimes i've been beaten i've been beaten so so painfully beaten and i'm not just talking about just business business i've been paying lose money in business and there's normally a little pain to it 
right? But having people that 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 I was homies with, that we we were brothers. Like we, we literally, one of them said, "You're my bro, and I love you." The day he was like, "I don't want you to win," like literally, he said that same day. He said, "You're my brother. I love you." And then, like an hour later, he was like, "Dude, I just don't want you to win." The fuck, like you ain't my brother, and you don't love me, bro. Like what? What? You know, like, but they're not even like th- that's some painful shit because it, like I went into business with dudes that were my homies. Like that, we were like blood brothers. Like we were, like we were thick. And then by the end of it, like we didn't speak. And that's that's the painful shit. Listen, there was like a year where I didn't get to see my daughter because of lies that were said about me. That was painful shit. Losing my boy uh, after he called me uh, to, to his own hand. And knowing that I didn't give him the attention I should have gave him on the phone. Like, that's painful shit. That's the painful stuff. That's the stuff that when it hits you, it's just like, damn, I need a minute. Like, But that's not the shit that humbled me. That's not the stuff that brought me to my knees. That's not, the, I mean, it did bring me there. But that's not the stuff that made me go, oh, stay grounded. No, that was the stuff that was like, I got to make it even better. Like, I got I to gotta show even more now. It's time to show out. And then when I made it, Right when that day when I walked into the courtroom and the court said we had it wrong, Mr. Faber, here's your daughter. That was when, and that didn't go ha in your face. No, I went. Thank you, God. I like thank you. This battle it was long, but we won. Right, like and and thank you. Right, like it humbled me because I know what it felt like to be on the other side of that verdict. Right, like my boy saying that my boy writing me a message saying that you know my word spoke truth to him and he sees a point in living. That's winning. And that humbles me because I know the days I didn't, right? And that humbles me because I didn't mess that opportunity. And I stepped into that battle and we won, at least for that day. Like, that's the humbling parts of the journey. That's the parts where I go, thank you. It was all worth it. All these scars we got, all these battle stories we got, all these stripes, it was worth it. And that's the humbling part. Because I know I know what it's like to be down. And we all do. Don't forget that. That's what keeps you grounded. Is winning after you know you've been beat. The beatings. Oh, they didn't humble me. As always, peace, love, and happiness to Unleash Your Hustle podcast. Brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Peace, love, and happiness. Let's freaking get it. Show the world your greatness, man. Let's go. Hey, also, you know what I'm saying? November 68, the retreat. Who's coming with me? Dude, it's such exciting news. It's, it's jam-packed. It's literally... We, I don't think I can fit any more into this weekend that we have scheduled for everybody. Because normally, especially right now, you ask normally for an event, you ask three extra people because normally you're going to get three no's. This event, every single person but one so far said yes. So the time we thought we'd have now, it's just like, oh, shit. Right? Like, so this, this is going to be... One, it's one of the lowest costs because we're at headquarters. Two, it's most packed full with nuggets of wisdom, growth, right, development, right, and greater understanding, clarity of your business, and, oh my goodness, just the financial information alone is going to change your life. So if you didn't know, now you know, come check out the Unleash You Now Mastermind Retreat. Let's get it. Peace, love, and happiness. We out. Peace. We out. We out. We out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash your hustle podcast with michael faber brought to you by unleash you now where we want to show the world your greatness